Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. And welcome to the Land of Boz for a Sunday, December 8th, 2019. I am your host that is alive and well, Jeff Bosley. And disclaimer ahead of time, if this isn't sounding right, it's because I moved and I had to reset up all of my sound equipment. So it's trial and error. And I also said 2019 because I'll be damned if this podcast isn't going into a new year. So I got to start labeling the files with a 2019, soon to be 2020. So, yeah, I just went to look at the old files, as a matter of fact. And the last time I recorded was July 3rd. So I have failed you all. But you know what? Let's get into it. Uh, It's pretty much Sunday evening. So it's uh, the weekend. The greatest weekend of my life. (laughs) it actually was a pretty god dang good weekend um i screwed up so let's go with some sound effects here where have i been since january or july 3rd i don't even know what that song is i just googled where have you been where have I been? So, uh, I know a lot of you follow me on Instagram and various platforms of social media, uh, but the short version since July is I had a scumlord, slumlord piece of crap in Los Angeles um, that rented me a highly illegal building that was so illegal he couldn't even, when the city cited him, it was unfixable, like he was required to demolish it. Most of the time when those slumlords get caught, they have to like fix it and bring it up to code. This place was so wrong, it couldn't even be brought up to code. The only way it could be brought up to code was to uh, make it not exist anymore. So it had to be demolished. I had to move out. Um, it's just that kind of sucked. So I'm in a new place in Los Angeles. Um, if any of you have followed me, it's substantially nicer it's way less toxic metaphorically and literally and uh it's just a much better place izzy has room to actually run around and play in it we have a dog park attached to the complex it's out near horses this morning i actually heard a a rooster crow so that's unheard of in los angeles and it's awesome um i got some random indie gigs in las vegas if you saw that um just some stuff, a lot of it I can't talk about, so I kind of like hint at what it is. Um, and then I also was pretty much just sick as hell. Like, it just sucked. I think <laughs> just when I thought it was, I was feeling better. God damn it, Archer! Nope. I would have to go to the emergency room. Or no, the urgent care. I don't want to over-dramatize it. But I during that indie gig, I went to their urgent care twice. Um, I just couldn't get rid of this painful cough. It turned out to be like pretty much a combo of pneumonia and bronchitis and obviously rest and medication. So that was that. Um, Everybody's been asking what's been going on with Jack Reacher. Sadly, this is proof in the pudding. Uh, Hollywood sometimes really sucks. And this is one of the cases where uh, it's been now just over a year since Mr. Child announced uh, the new series is coming up and Tom Cruise is no longer part of it. Um, for me, this isn't anything abnormal. This is kind of, you know, Ryan Reynolds took 10 years to make Deadpool. 
Um, so who knows? However, the updates that are pseudo official is uh, when I met with Mr. Re uh, Reacher, a child in July, he did quote, I won't quote him word for word, but he did say they're going to start casting by the end of the year. That's technically now. So something could be happening. Um, it's on Amazon and that's all I know. Uh, currently, um, every one of y'all have been astonishing and you fans for having me as Reacher have diluted the internet, um, diluted with a T-E-D, um, and diluted, I guess. <laughs> um, there, every forum and website and Facebook thread and conversation I see online, like there'll be onesies and twosies where people mention other people and y'all shut them down. Um, I, I don't mean, I say this as objectively as possible. Y'all have made me the only person that's on the internet that could be Reacher outside of these onesies and twosies uh, mentioning. So uh, that's the update. Um, Hollywood has no guarantees, but if there were things close to guarantees, this feels like it's it. This is the closest thing to Hollywood in Hollywood that could be called a guarantee. Uh, so that's the Reacher update. Um, I've just been working on these indie things, uh, the move and everything just kind of made life suck a little bit being sick, sucked a little bit. Um, I've been, if you've seen, um, I've been very fortunate to be working with, uh, jet suite. Um, and I've been traveling with them for these gigs. The, uh, studio was paying for that, which was awesome. Um, but, um, I did also last weekend or no, that's why this weekend was so great. Um, so we'll work into that. Why was this weekend so great? Now we're back on track. The greatest weekend of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, normally I say that facetiously because uh, who? I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't the greatest weekend of my life. Uh, but I normally say it because of that weekend I'm using in the past wasn't the greatest weekend of my life. But you know what? This weekend kicked ass. Um, I think this will be part of the motivation talk later in the show. Um, if you're in a good headspace and I even brought this up to, uh, I'm going to start calling uh, her my cake friend, uh, just to mess with y'all. Um, but I was talking to my cake friend yesterday, and this is this will come up later in the motivation talk, about how all my jobs and mentality have, have I've been in a place where uh, you have to, like, sacrifice and misery equals success, and uh, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. And so that's why this weekend was quite good um i'm in a nicer home um i'm well a little bit more rested um these jobs these indie gigs have helped are helping me pay my bills better and all you know just all that stuff fuels you to be in a better headspace mentally spiritually emotionally whatever and um as a result i was very receptive to having a excuse some uh grown up using the lord's name in vain goddamn great experiences this weekend so that was my weekend i um took a trip from los angeles and spent um the weekend and went on a pretty much anti-jeff uh course of events normally i'm very meticulous in my planning outside of having a cake a slice of cake with um this person um that was pretty much the extent of it. And I had to buy tickets to a movie. Um, in Los Angeles, they have these things. They're called like rooftop theaters. And outside of that, I was just winging it. And it <laughs> it borders on like sickingly cheesy. 
how everything worked out as far as like, oh, there was cute rain and we watched a movie and, and, and I, I, like people came up to us. It was just, we went and got pictures with Santa Claus. It was just, it was, it was the crap rom-coms are made of that make you want to barf. But you know what? Whatever. It was awesome. So that's that. That was my weekend. So we will move on a little bit and get into the meat and bone, bone, meat. Let's call it the meat of the show. The meat of the show, and um, for those of you that it's still schools in session that actually use this bologna for your classes, you are now um, welcome to be hearing uh, today in history again. Extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, extra. All right, so to bring you all back up to speed, this day in history, um, I'd pretty much just go to what's going on in history today and read it off for you. So for today, December 8th in history, um, today was the Immaculate Conception. Now, for those of you Catholics, that doesn't necessarily mean the church knows that today, December 8th, was the day Mary got birthed or get Mary got impregnated, but... Basically, it's the Holy Day of Obligation Solemnity commemorating Mary being spared from original sin upon the conception of Christ. Um, I, I'm a still learning Catholic, but I believe the original sin is, I don't know, I, I'll forget. I won't even try to quote it. You know what, I'll figure out what it is. So let me figure out what the original sin is. Because for me, every time I think of sin, I think of like the seven deadly sins. And then I think of the movie Seven. So I'm pretty sure that's wrong. So... Uh, let me look up what the original sin is. That's something I probably should know. So just a sec. It's the whole music. Hold music. All right, we're back. So original sin. Uh, original sin is also called ancestral sin. It is a Christian belief in the state of sin in which humanity has existed since the fall of man stemming from Adam and Eve's rebellion in Eden, namely the sin of disobedience in consuming the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. So basically, original sin is that original sin, and it's all, they, if you, depending on your beliefs, uh, we all have it, basically. And so the Immaculate Conception kind of uh, wiped that slate clean. So anyway, today's today in history, December 8th. Uh, today, December 8th, 1980, John Lennon was shot and killed for former Bent, Former Beatles member John Lennon is killed by Mark David Chapman as he is Yoko Ono. She's an amazing musician. Return to the Manhattan apartment. Uh, so there's that. Moving on. December 8th, 1967. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Otis Redding finishes his first hit song. He died two days later in a plane crash over Wisconsin's Lake Monona. Monona, Monona, Monona. The song was released after his death, becoming the first post... I can never say this word. The first posthumously released song to reach number one. Uh, moving on. Roosevelt. Today, December 8th, one day after the um, Pearl Harbor. Uh, December 8th. Roosevelt gives his date, which will relive an infamy speech. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it is. Yesterday, December 7th. 1941, a date which will live in infamy. There you go. That should hopefully spawn a little bit of memory for you. Uh, but yeah, today, December 8th, 1941, U.S. Frank 
U.S. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt delivers his date, which will live an infamy speech in response to the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor from the previous day. An hour later, the U.S. declared war on Japan. Jeanette Rankin was the only member of Congress to vote against the declaration of war. I did not know that. And for all of y'all, so you know, I don't read these ahead of time. So I'm with, I, I do that not because I'm lazy, but because I want to experience this with you. <laughs> December 8th, 1857, the first commercial toilet paper, for, for commercial, to, the first commercial for toilet paper. Um, it was made of pure manila hemp paper and contained aloe as a lubricant. And, oh, and this is for uh, hemorrhoid stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would even say is, this is just a funny uh, side anecdote. As far as relatively recently, I have actually spent time, like, every hotel I've been in, I might have snagged one or two... Uh, rolls of toilet paper and put it in my luggage because you know what? I ran out of toilet paper, so it's a big day today. December 8th, 2013, Matt Prater kicks a 64-yard field goal for the Denver Broncos. Go Broncos, I'm from Colorado. I was born in Denver, or um, Greeley. The Broncos would go on to beat the Tennessee Titans 51-28. to 64 yards, that's pretty impressive. Uh, today, December 8th, 1986, for those of you my age, Time Magazine publishes an interview with U.S. President Ronald Reagan in which he declares Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North to be a national hero. His opinion would change as the Iran-Contra Iran affair scandal progressed. Uh, moving on, the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Uh, today, we have a birth. Um, I love me some classic rock. So today... Um, December 8th, 1943, this guy. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side. We chased our pleasures here, dug our treasures there. Alright, that is as you if you didn't know that, that's Jim Morrison. Born today, December eighth, nineteen forty three, American singer with the doors, known as the Lizard King, raised I did not know any of this. I haven't even seen the movie. Raised a military brat, his father commanded U.S. naval forces during the 1964 Gulf of Tonkin incident, which he which provided the pretext of U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War. He actually got his bachelor's degree at UCLA Film School. Did not know that. Uh, it's a lot of stuff, but he was born today. Let's see, moving on. Um, the creator Popeye, if you don't know who he is. He has forearms the size of most people's quads. Born December 8th, 1894. The creator, E.C. Cigar. Ah, today, Eli Whitney. I remember this because, um, I don't know if you're required to take history anymore in school, but for whatever reason, the cotton gin. Uh, Eli Whitney, born today, December 8th, 1765. But sadly, I always trivialized such an important invention by um, a revolutionary man with this song, which is how well I help, how I remembered a lot of stuff. 
But I hadn't been forgotten, I do. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton I do? But I hadn't been forgotten, I do. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton I do? So, yeah, like I would memorize by association, and that song that. I probably got it wrong, but for all, I, for all I can remember is the cotton gin I associated with that song. So today, December 8th, 1765, he was born. Mary Queen of Scots, born today, 1542. San- <laughs> Again, definitely a generation joke. But today, December 8th, 1953, this gentleman was born. One of the most abrasive comedians on the planet. But for whatever reason, it worked. American comedian Sam Kinison, born today, is 1953. Known of known for his screams, pretty much. Um, <laughs> he was quoted as saying, There is no happy ending to cocaine. You either die, you go to jail, or else you run out. So there you go. Um, I don't want to swear... How did he die? I'm not going to assume. Today, December 8th, 1953, Kim Bassinger. Bassinger? Bassinger. Not sure. Um, I will always find her confusingly attractive. But in Batman, Vicky Vale? <sighs> Forget about it. Greg Allman, the Allman Brothers, born today in 1947. David Carradine, a kung fu guy. He died doing something dirty. Born today, 1936. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Oh, today, Sammy Davis Jr., Born today, 1925. Crooner. Uh, don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I had more fun stuff for you. All right, you know what? That's pretty much it today. In uh, Today, obviously, John Lennon died, like I said. And that's about it. That's That was... <laughs> hey, again, I'm a little out of practice, but more or less, that was today in history. <laughs> All right, so I try to take turns between educational and entertaining, and now, if you could, I would like to think you'd consider today in history something educational, so you can only assume next is something that I laugh at and consider entertaining. Um, Arnold Reed's poetry. Do it! Do it! Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Kill me! Love is so amazing. By Elaine Chetty. This was originally published in November 2017. My love for you is like a raging sea. So powerful and deep it will forever be. Ah, through the storm, wind and, ravi- <clears throat> and heavy rain. It will withstand every pain. Our hearts are so pure and love so sweet. I love you with more. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you more with every heartbeat. Do it. Do it now. All right. Thanks for that, Arnold. Much appreciated. So today, uh, we will continue on with a little bit of information because I am a movie fanatic, and that's how I live, eat, breathe, and pay my bills. 
Well, um, it's Sunday night, which pretty much means the weekend happened and some people went to movies. So let's um, check into this weekend's box office. Okay, um, I do the top 20, don't run away. Uh, 20 to 10, I just hammer through with a little bit of side commentary, and then 10 through 1, we might discuss a little bit more. Uh, but coming in, well, first off, props to you if you know that song. Um, but, oh, you're going to have to deal with this. Sorry. Uh, okay, it works. <laughs> Starting at number 20, Terminator Dark Fate did not do well. Um, I have a brilliant idea for Terminator that they haven't touched on yet, but basically a comedian summed up the Terminator series great. So you're saying there's a man and or a woman that can stop the Terminator. So they're going to send one Terminator back and then they're going to send another Terminator back to stop that Terminator. Or it's going to be present tense, i.e. future for us, and there's going to be a good Terminator that stops a bad Terminator. That's how all the movies are. They just replace who's who. So, sorry, Terminator. I want to love you, but I don't. Number 19, Waves. Don't know. Number 18, Honey Boy. Number 17, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I thought that'd be doing better, but it's been out for 13 weeks, I think. No, that can't be right. Eight weeks. Uh, number 16, The Good Liar. 15, Jojo Rabbit. 14, Playmobil the Movie. Don't know what that is. 16, 13, Perry... 13, Parasite. 12, Harriet. 11, Last Christmas. Now, top 10. Start at top 10. It's been out for how long? 10 weeks. Uh, Joker. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I should actually, I'm going to write a note. So, just a sec. I got to write a note for myself. We'll we'll do a discussion on this. So, just a sec. It's the whole music. Music. All right, number 10, Joker. What I was going to say, I'll just touch on and we'll do it in Nerd Chat next show. Uh, go see that. It is not a comic book movie. It's a social commentary, present tense, real world issue movie that happens to use a main character that comes from comic books. Uh, if it weren't called Joker, it would work. And if you didn't even know who the Joker was, this movie would work. It's astonishing. Um, in a kind of depressing way, to be honest with you. Number nine, Midway, um, camera, war combat stuff. Eight, Playing with Fire. Seven, 21 Bridges. Six, Dark Waters. Five, A, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I kind of want to see this. Tom Hanks is, um, Mr. Rogers. I didn't get in on Mr. Rogers, but, uh, he, I, I swear, I pray to God someday we never ever hear any dirt on him because he's just too perfect. Four, Queen and Slim. Three, Ford versus Ferrari. I want to see that. Matt Damon and... Um, I worked in a movie with him. Christian Bale. I want to see that. Two, Knives Out. I have a man crush on Chris, Chris Evans, so I want to see that. And I've heard he's actually very underrated in that. Or he's underrated when you see this. You realize he was kind of wasted. Um, I'll credit my buddy uh, Karan at the Nice Cast for pointing that out. And number one. Doesn't surprise me because... 
cartoons and Disney and all that crap, they they make all the money. So here is the trailer for this week's number one at the theater so far. Raking in $34 million, six, $34,670,000 oh, is this week's number one. Elsa's powers were too much for this world. Now we must hope. They are enough. I won't let anything happen to her. Disney owns everything. Let's just admit it. Um, Frozen 2, out three weeks and $34 million. Uh, I haven't seen Frozen 1, and I have this weird avoidance issue with it because everyone tells me to let it go because of that movie, uh, because I'm very poor at letting stuff go. So now I'm just kind of defiantly against it. However, I did audition to be a series regular with... um, Kristen Bell's husband in his TV series so I probably should watch up on those so I can like suck up to his wife and make him cast me in his show so that was um, the this weekend's box office all right and moving on this occurred to me actually this morning I try to keep track of my notes but this actually hit me this morning and it's something I want to touch on and uh, let's just hop right into it a little bit of fitness chat okay I'm gonna get a bowflex I'm gonna commit I'm gonna get some dumbbells you know you can't eat dumbbells right (laughs) still my favorite all right fitness chat so today i ordered some gluten-free stuff um and when i say ordered it's not because i'm some rich bourgeois pompous a-hole it's because it cost me 5.99 to use instacart to ship me my groceries while i can be productive and keep working on stuff and employ some kid and not have road rage or pay for parking or fuel so for 5.99 worth it but my point is is this weekend um after like i said it was a 
damn good weekend. The greatest weekend of my life. <laughs> I decided, and I've been told this by my doctor, that, again, I don't believe I have celiac disease. I'm not following a trend. But most of the science and theories agree-ish that all the gluten and all the crap we eat, the stuff that bonds a lot of that carbohydrate food together and dairy is just kind of like, I liken it to like Elmer's glue. It's, it's, it, I don't have an allergy reaction to it. I don't think like that, but it's bleh. And so I'm actually going to take an active um, approach to eliminating those things from my life. The problem is I have a lot of protein powders I got to finish off first, and those are heavily made of dairy. Uh, but I ordered some gluten-free like oats and, and gluten-free tortilla shells. And as a matter of fact, my, um, the line of Boz is fueled by today by Jack Daniels. It, I researched it, is also gluten-free. Um, so I'm going to be really active about doing that. Um, but the, my point of bringing that up is I thought of that. And then I thought of it at the, today at the gym when I saw somebody working out. It just hit me where... I was sitting or I was stretching outside of like the spin area at the gym at this gym I train at on uh, La Cienega or it's a 24 hour fitness on La Cienega in Los Angeles and um, it's what I've done a spin class once when I went to this catch a lift um, fundraiser event in Rhode, or not Rhode, was it Rhode Island Connecticut and um, I, I despise spin class it was not fun it was quite miserable the only reason i like succeeded or finished it was just sheer athletic ego and i hated it i'll never do it again i don't see a benefit out of it there's way better ways to burn calories and and to diet and calorie restrictions so i don't have to work out like a fanatic um but yeah see izzy has room to play in here you can hear her playing right now um (laughs) <laughs> the thing is with with spin stuff it's just so miserable um oh hold up my timeline what's going on that was terrifying i thought i lost you know what because i'm recording this for a while and everything's scary hold hold that thought it's the whole music music. Okay, sorry. I'm terrified right now. Um, but I will never do a spin class. But I was sitting outside the spin class stretching, and it made this occurred to me in lieu of my whole gluten thing that I, I want everybody to know I'm not a fitness god. I've done some extremely crazy stuff with my body, so I know all the tips and tricks and shortcuts and miserable experiences it takes to look like magazine models, um, how to be fit in the real world, how to be fit in the fitness model world. And I've touched all the bases. And if there's one thing I can kind of convey to the end user, if you will, let me adjust the mic is do what works for you. If I find your spin class to be a cult and excuse me, miserable and not fun, but it works for you and it gets your ass to the gym burning calories and motivates you to go home and eat healthy, fine. So what? Who cares? You're going to the gym, you're motivated, and you're working out and you're eating healthy. Okay, cool. Thumbs up. My system, the what I do doesn't have to match what you do. What Joe Blow fitness 
instant model person does doesn't have to work for you. And if it doesn't, that doesn't mean you're wrong. Find the thing that works for you, you know, that's hopefully, God willing, somewhat healthy and, you know, some sort of lifestyle enhancement and not a lifestyle detractor. But in this day and age of social media and Instagram fitness models and all these people that, that they're basically paid to live, eat, and breathe being fit, uh, don't necessarily think that their existence is what it takes to be in a healthy existence for you. You know, if what find what works for you, find that balance. I, I hate that word with a passion, but find that balance and and find what works for you. If it's the cult of CrossFit, the cult, the cult of spin class or any other fitness cult, whatever gets you to the gym, sweating, burning calories, thumbs up, man. Who cares? And if for some reason you want to be gluten, dairy, vegan, soy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And you're losing weight, or you're getting fit, or you're reaching your physical like health goals, doing those quote unquote crazy things. Thumbs up, that works for you. So keep on trucking, Joe. Um, and I say all that because I came from a place of very judgmental, narrow-minded, horse blinder existence when I first started fitness back in 1993. When I first got into fitness, I thought there was only one way and anything else was wrong. And I've, I've fallen prey <clears throat> to all the different fitness crap out there. I've been with and around those people. And um, if you happen to what they do happens to work for you, great. You lucked out. If it doesn't and you spend your life feeling guilty and feeling like you've done something wrong, they aren't for you. So... Just quit with the gimmicks. Don't consider them gimmicks. But if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Just eat good and train. And whatever gets you to eat good and whatever gets you to train, stick with that. And if it's not enough, do more of it. That's pretty much the way to go. So that's been a little bit of fitness chat. All right, now it's, we're going to get even deeper. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of, uh, coming from me, I know it's a ball of crap because I'm kind of jaded and angry most of the time, but let's do a little bit of motivation talk. Don't stop That just ended. I was in the middle of a drink. Um, so, motivation section. Uh, again, I had a great weekend. The greatest weekend of my life! <laughs> again. Haha. Ha. Um, but a conversation that came up, um, anybody who's been following me for a while knows I truly am striving constantly to not be a cyborg to better myself, whether it's through journaling or that universe crap, <laughs> that, you know, I ca I constantly call it hippie it, uh, just whatever it is, I've been trying to better myself and, and find that balance. And I, I really struggle. I do, I meditate, I transcendental meditate and all that stuff. 
so people know I'm actively trying. Like I've got to the point in my age and my life where, you know, I've spent all this time think I know everything about macronutrients and nutrients and micronutrients and training and rest day, everything to do with like the physical aspect of the body. Yet I didn't obsess near as much over the spiritual part of my body, if you will. And I'm not even talking religion. That's a factor, yes. But just the, the mental and spiritual and emotional part of my existence. So I'm really actively trying to figure that crap out. And um, one of the things that came up this weekend, um, metaphorically and literally, was uh, I was having breakfast with my uh, cake friend. <laughs> I just I like just doing that pissing y'all off. So you're like, wait, who's cake friend? Um, that we all have different faces, if you will. Uh, you know, like I put on a different face during the podcast. I put on a different face in public. Um, maybe when I'm alone with just me and my dog, you know, nobody's, I would venture to say nobody's ever seen that face. Uh, even if it's my like ex-wife, we were together for 12, 13, 12 years or long-term girlfriends, which I don't have that many more, you know, since or close friends. Like, they may get a glimpse of that, but truly, the Jeff who is behind closed doors with my dog, not like I'm some, like, solemn, emo, nine-inch nails listening, depressed, suicide-contemplating guy. It's just, some days, I that face that we have behind closed doors is obviously drastically different than the face we give our friends, or strangers, or co-workers. And that doesn't necessarily mean that face is disingenuous, so let's assume, for the sake of the rest of this segment that all these different quote-unquote faces are not malicious. They're not, for lack of better terms, two-faced, where they're, you know, that where that implies a malicious intent. Let's just say those are the different ass faces we, different masks that we wear, uh, the different faces we are. doesn't mean they're not malicious. They're definitely genuine, but they are very selective in, in their exposure, so to speak. So... We have different faces and different personalities, and I was talking to a cake friend, and I w- it was an epiphany that uh, cake friend is much more in tune to this than myself, um, and it's it's quite inspiring actually. But all of these faces have good and bad, just like anything else. Like even if you're car shopping, every car has a better feature than the other car, and if you could just if we all had the money to custom make our cars with the best features and throw away the worst features, we'd all have cars of our dreams. But like that's how it is with our personalities or our emotions. We all have different faces that are attached to these personalities and attached to these emotions. And why it's funny when we let's just use car shopping. We go car shopping and we meticulously beat to death every facet of, you know, does it have this, does it have that? But when it comes to our emotions, we just kind of assume we are who we are and embrace it and life sucks or life is great. Or, you know, this huge extreme roller coaster of extremes. Whereas, why why not identify these personalities and, and, and actually not necessarily embrace them, but recognize them to the point where you're honoring the good and tossing away the bad and finding a way to make an amalgamation of the good stuff that you want to keep from all those various personalities or faces. So identify them and then find the best versions of ourselves possible as a result. And again, way easier said than done. I am very piss poor at it. I swear 90% of this podcast is just for me to hear myself. But I really truly think that if there's a way for us to find out like, hey, you know, in this relationship, these were my good aspects. 
um, I need to pull those away and remember those in my next relationship or, you know, or in this job, this was my good face and those are good things. And if you can find a way to like lessen those extreme spikes and, and kind of maybe equalize all those faces into one consistent thing, I think living in a living an existence of extremes. <sighs> Yawn number one, not bad. Um, only 40 minutes in. That's pretty impressive. But limiting the existence of extremes of, of whether it's, you know, elation and depression or whatever our society constantly puts us in is if you can f- recognize and identify those quote unquote faces, it will normalize and level out those extremes in my, in my theorized opinion to the point where you can now live in an existence where if you're normalized, you can then accept negative and, and deal with it better because you're in a more stable, less extreme existence. Um, that was a lot. Of, that was a very wordy segment, but I hope that makes sense to everybody. But it's something I'm actively trying to do is to um, anybody that's I, I hate when I say this constantly, but I constantly do. Anybody who's followed me for a while knows I probably live an existence of pain, misery, suffering, and sacrifice equals success. If happiness comes with that, that's an incidental bonus, and that's no way to live. I won't lie, but that's my muscle memory. But that again, there's no way to live. <laughs> so I'm trying to embrace that and find a way and like, let's boil it, boil it down. So in my life specifically, if I'm in this state of the face I've accepted me to be of misery, pain, suffering, sacrifice, just like, you know, going through some rocky montage of pain to get what I want, it still doesn't necessarily mean you're jacked and excited and happy all the time. So then if I go to an audition after I've been living an existence of pain, suffering, and misery, I like to think I'm a pretty damned good actor, but that, I hate saying energy because it feels very hippie-ish, but that energy just somehow leaks into your existence. Um, And whether people can identify it or not, that's no way to interact in this world. And as a result, I might not get the audition or I might not meet the friend or I might not meet the girl or I might not meet the networking connection because of this, that vibe. And then even if I trick them, that means I'm spending all of this active energy covering my exhaustion or my jadedness or my my sacrifice or my pain or my suffering to come across like I'm not all those negative things. And that's just not a way to live. And, and you know continuing with my personal example is, yeah, um, moving into this place was under a um, pretext of suffering and misery because that scum lord was a piece of crap and rented me a highly illegal unit. And But now that I'm in a nicer place, just coming home from all of these trips and all these indie film gigs, I was instantly in a place of peace. And, and that is something that then trickles into my next day whether it be my perception of positive or negative things or it's my perception of how I deal with the day or work or meeting people that stuff lingers and then I would again easier said than done but I would rather I would much rather have a stack of positive things accumulating so when the negative stuff comes I can deal with it accordingly than just a constant soul of dark toxic existence so hope that makes sense. I'm probably preaching to the choir because I know 
everybody that follows me or friends or fans that have like commented, you kind of got this stuff figured out, uh, but it's not the easiest thing for me. So I guess maybe this was like kind of self-therapy, but hopefully a little bit of motivation talk. Uh, in summary, identify the good, get rid of the bad, and just be the best version of you you can be. Um, and that's <laughs> that's that. All right, moving on. Now, how far are we? Into? 45 minutes into this. I'm not sure if. Hmm. I need to do cowboy term or sex term, but Scott isn't available till 6. For those of you who don't know. Cowboy term or sex term is some people's favorite part of the game, um, or favorite part of the show. I'm not sure if we'll get to it or not, because uh, I have a very early day tomorrow. Uh, but moving on, today I want to touch a little bit on some current events in the nerd world, so bear with me. Nerd! Okay, a little bit of nerd talk, so if you're a nerd, listen up. Zack Snyder, the uh, director, I want, uh, forgive me, I don't have it in front of me. I might be the writer of 300, director might be the writer or screenwriter or whatever of uh, The Man of Steel with uh, Henry Cavill as Superman and the and Batman versus Superman and the horrendous, disgusting uh abomination of uh, the Justice League. I stand corrected. Not the of the Justice League. Therein lies this why this segment exists. Has just just like released a picture last week of the actual film cans, the cans that they put films in that said Z or ZS Zack Snyder, and it had the just it had the words Justice League on it. And he knows. I mean, obviously, there this business is all about marketing and playing the game and etc. But the fans, since the abomination of the Justice League was released under Joss Whedon of Marvel fame, Joss Whedon's great in the Marvel world, but it, he just destroyed Justice League. But since that release, the fans have been clamoring for a uh, Zack Snyder release because the tone was crap, the music was crap, it was just crap. And uh, supposedly, you know, at first it was a fan fuel thing uh, where it was just like theorizing fans just wanted it and it didn't really exist. However, Zack Snyder started to play along. If you follow him, Vero may or may not survive, but it's another social media platform where he's heavily involved. Uh, and he, dro he drops a, little, a lot of emeralds, a, little, a lot of gems, uh, hinting at the Zack Snyder cut. And uh, he released something that, that he released the image showing those film cans. And I have a friend who has spoken with him. They're, they're text buddies. And Zack Snyder seems like a genuinely good dude. He doesn't seem like a guy that would just maliciously uh, fabricate stuff just for the sake of social media and advertising. He seems like a very good dude. So if you're a Justice League fan, like I, I, I own the Justice League. I'm a fan of it be, just because of its, like what it could be. It's, it's, the Justice League. It's 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 the DC Avengers. I mean, it's all of our. Like, if you think about it, like, if you could brainwash yourself from the Avengers and any of the Avengers movies, whether it's Captain America, my favorite, 
through any of the other movies, if you could brainwash yourself of the Marvel Universe all of a sudden, as a kid, holistically, like on the majority, your superheroes were Batman or Superman. Those are DC heroes. You know, they more or less, I think, got it right with Batman versus Superman. There were some, like, losses. But overall, ironically, and to Marvel's credit, Marvel didn't have, like, they didn't own the kids kids pretending. Kids pretended to be Superman or Batman. Some kids pretended to be Captain America. But more or less, if you really think about it, the Marvel Universe, their genius is because they took characters that weren't, like the gods of comic book characters and created a 20, 10, 10 year franchise off of all these characters and, and then became the comic book movie franchise. However, we grew up one. I played, I had a Batman cape and I had a Superman cape. I was obsessed with Batman growing up. I went, I was, I mean, for Halloween, I was Superman more times than I can count. So the fact that DC just, sucks at doing this is just beyond me but the fact that the justice league i i I think when it boils down to it is they they tried to rush it or i mean if you think about it it took 10 years to make you know they they did little they did little avengers buddy movies here and there but then they had individual movies peppered throughout whereas the justice league just kind of like said okay here's batman here's superman here's all these other people let's throw them in together got a movie so they might have they maybe they should have taken 10 years i don't know um but the Justice League on paper should have been awesome. In reality, it super was painful. But I'm massively biased. Uh, ben Affleck, I think, when it boils down to... Don't look at the Batman in Justice League. Look at the Batman in Batman versus Superman. That is the old Batman um, that, that is in the later comic books. There's a TV, there's a, car, a, digi, a comic cartoon on Netflix. I think it's called The Dark Knight Returns, where he's an old Bruce Wayne, he's beaten and, and tired, and they took a lot of footage from that. They even took the cowl design from that that comic strip. Bat, or ben Affleck nailed it. Like, he, I'm so depressed. Like, what's his butt from the Twinkles Sparkle Vampire movies might kill it? I don't know. But Ben Affleck nailed Batman, and I wanted that to be good. I think Henry Cavill, second to Christopher Reeve, is the perfect superman but that justice league thing and henry cavill's mustache digitally being removed it's just that whole thing just is a destruction so the whole part point of this nerd talk is the Zack snyder cut is theorized to be out there i he'd be a moron to not spend the money it would take to finalize it to not release it because of the profits it would make i'm sure coming from what I would like to consider myself a somewhat of a Hollywood insider. I'm sure there's a lot of licensing red tape that he has to overcome with Warner Brothers and DC Comics, but they'd be idiots. Well, think about the Richard Donner cut of Batman or uh, Superman 3, I think. That thing crushed because people wanted to see that cut. Uh, not that it was great either way, but pe- they will show up. I mean, there's even a group of people that like got... Um, billboards and signage at times square for releasing the snyder cut they've got blimps they've got they're not messing around the fans want it i i would like to think he would at least break even if he just funded doing that um so if you're interested in that or whatever it's a thing it's coming out or it has the potential to be coming out and uh i spend every other couple days (laughs) 
checking up on my update. Um, I'm actually going to be on a guy's podcast. His name is Karan, um, K-A-R-A-N, uh, male, not of American descent. That's what, thus the name. But his podcast is The Nice Cast. I've done his uh, a various few vignettes of his. I'm actually scheduled to do a podcast of his coming up at the end of the month. Um, he is ingenious when it comes to how he does social media and, and his following of Batman and Superman and Zack Snyder and the Justice League abomination. So uh, I, I probably should credit him for most of my insight. But that is Nerd Talk. So I hope I didn't uh, bore you to death. All right. Uh, rather than force it, it's 4:30, and I have a very early day tomorrow. I know, like 4:30 p.m. makes it sound like I'm an 80-year-old man, but Cowboy Term or Sex Term will have to wait till next show, uh, and I'm gonna have to wrap this up, and we'll come back at a later date and get more of a full show. But I had a blast. My voice is almost gone, thus proving I need to probably stop anyway. But thank you. I love doing the show. It gives me an outlet. It gives me a way to entertain. It gives you all a connection to me. So it means the world to me. Um, I'm supposed to say some stuff here. (laughs) I always forget this part. This is how long I've been out of the game. So let's see. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? Uh... Oh no. This is horrible radio right now, even though it's not radio. Land of the Hunts, Daily Show Summary, Patreon Post. I don't remember what my sign out. My 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 sign off words are. Anybody? If you know what it is right now, I'm really impressed. Daily show summary. God dang it. Ah, hold on. It's the hold music. Hold music. God, finally. Sorry. Again, July 3rd to December 8th. That's many months of being out of practice. But, yes, thank you for listening. Um, the show is free. Uh, your subscriptions help fuel my life. Uh, but the show is free. It means the world to me. Thank you for listening. You are my customer. I do this for you. Um, feel free to email me, fans at jetbosley.com, if you have any requests or Q&As. I'll address those on the show. Um, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, this is a product for you. So I don't do this to hear myself talk. I do this to hear, I do this to entertain and educate and hopefully motivate and inspire. God only knows. But. Uh, whatever it is, it's for you. Please know that we, I, we, I am on iTunes and Spotify. So if you have a moment or you're one of those kind of people that does reviews on iTunes, do rate and review, um, and share with your friends and all of that stuff. Sorry if this is a little sporadic, but we're back. We're getting on our feet and I'm talking like there's more than one of me. So in the meantime, thank you. You being part of this show means the world to me. So go forth, conquer, kick ass. Adios. Adios.